0: Drive Time on RTE Radio 1. Sponsored by Zurich. When investment performance matters, make sure your savings are with Zurich. Visit zurich.ie to find out more. Now, high business operating costs coupled with concerns about the economic outlook for the year ahead are weighing on the minds of hoteliers as they gather uh, are gathered for the Irish Hotels Federation 86th annual conference. They, went, they want further support from government, they say, uh, ahead of the summer season. To discuss the challenges, I'm joined now by Fine Gael Senator and Shannon Spokesperson on Enterprise Trade and Employment, Garrett O'Hearn, and also the Chief Executive of the Irish Hotels Federation, Tim Fenn. You're both very welcome to the programme. Um, I might turn to you, Tim Fenn, first of all, because your annual conference uh, taking place today, you outline some of the main challenges faced by your sector. Uh, and you're you're basically demanding, aren't you, of government, some help.
1: Yeah, good evening, Cormac, and good evening, Senator Hearn. So at our conference here in the Slee Russell Hotel in Cavan, we are discussing the current challenges facing our sector. So while last year was a good year, good trading year for hotels, and tourism performance was was good, it wasn't consistent across the country. Demand from the USA was strong, um, but visitor numbers from mainland Europe and uh, Britain were less robust. So, so you're saying outlook is,
0: outlook is gloomy as well as we approach peak tourist
1: season? Yeah, we're facing a, a combination of factors. So our, our uh, industry is facing ongoing uncertainty around rising business costs on top of the already very high cost of doing business in Ireland. And there's also uh, concern about the outlook for key tourism markets and the economies across Europe are, um, you know, showing significant challenges around their growth as well. So, um, What do you mean about the indications... uncertainty,
0: Tim? What do you mean about uncertainty around high business costs?
1: Okay, so um, our members are uh, indicating that they would expect costs of doing business to increase over 8% in the coming year. And as we know, inflation is expected to settle down this year to about 3%. So what that basically says to members is that the um, cost of doing business is is is, is uh, running ahead of the general economy.
0: What costs in particular?
1: Um, uh, everything to do from um, the cost of purchasing um, food, uh, the cost of energy, the cost of uh, every aspect of running the business.
2: OK. Uh, Gareth O'Hearn, can you help? Uh, uh, good evening, Cormac. Good evening, Tim, and, and to your listeners as well, Cormac. Um, look, government have always been here to help uh, to help the hospitality sector when needed. That's what we did during COVID to protect jobs and protect the industry, and that's what we'll do again. If it's required, how I suppose what we have done. Well, I suppose what we've had, what we have done in, in the recent months is we, we've set up a new grant support scheme for the cost of uh, cost of business. It's a two hundred and fifty seven million scheme, which essentially means that everyone who pays rates uh, for twenty twenty three, they get half of those back by the end of March, and that's to help those businesses at the start of the year. The other thing we did recently as well is uh, Minister Michael McGrath. Uh, put in a, a 0% interest rate and in the tax debt warehousing. And that's important because yeah. there's over 5,000 businesses in the accommodation and food sector that availed of that during COVID. Yeah. Now, but 3,000... The problem is, Gary, about 5,000 or less, but they, it protects them.
0: They know all of that. They're looking for more help. What else can you do?
2: Well, they are. And, and look, they, they talk about VAT and, and, and reducing VAT. And, and I can see and understand why they asked that. But you have to remember, when you make a request like that, that request costs $764 million to implement. Now, if we reduced that for just food-led businesses, that's more reasonable because it costs about $500 million to do. Um, but look, we do recognise that there are challenges there for the for the hotel sector, uh, mm. for the hospitality sector, the minimum wage increase, the sick pay legislation came through, auto enrollment. all of these are good and, and, and positive things and things that are required uh, for people and for people who work in that sector. But they've all came quite quickly and it's a challenge for okay. the industry and we recognise that and that, that's why Minister Coveney uh, and Minister Richmond are going to to, to, to the Department of Finance uh, to give recommendations okay. of what they think the
0: sector needs. Let me bring, bring Tim back in. Is that reassuring, Tim?
1: Okay, well we believe that 9% VAT rate is the right rate for Irish tourism businesses and it's in line with our European competitors. So I I guess that what we could say is that the increase to 13.5% has hit tourism businesses right across the board including hotels and guest houses and particularly those that are um, focusing on food services. So while we believe that 9% VAT rate is the right rate for all tourism there is obviously a very strong case for government to reconsider its blanket increase uh, given the shocking impact on the food businesses. And if if they don't? And And I
0: think And if they don't?
1: Well, I think we are already seeing the impact out there, and then again, I guess the, the the other point I would like to make is that that from a business and a consumer perspective, um, the VAT is a consumer tax, um, and when the government uh, indicates that it costs them um, um, when they uh, reduce it to nine percent, basically what they're saying is is that um, we're taking more money from the consumers than from the businesses that are trying to survive.
2: Garrett. Yeah, look, like most most European uh, uh, countries, their VAT rate is around about 12%. In the UK, it's 20%. Uh, so it's a lot higher than it is in Ireland. Look, I often say that f- for the food-led sector, for restaurants, pubs, cafes, particularly outside, I think there's very good justifiable reason reducing the VAT rate it's very hard to argue to reduce it for 9% for hotels particularly hotels in Dublin you know in my view I don't think they've done themselves favours over the last number over the last number of years increasing increasing pricing at weekends being opportunistic I think in the long run uh, that hasn't been beneficial for the for the hotel okay, sector there, Well there's uh, your answer Tim And that's why in the long run that's why in the long run yeah. I think we need to look at a way of splitting the VAT rate between food led businesses okay. Well there,
0: there's your answer on the VAT rate uh, Tim Opportunistic pricing on weekends and and other times?
1: Okay, well, I guess what we're talking about here is the difference between accommodation and food services. So we would like the government to look at the food services aspect of it. But I think in relation to Dublin, last year Dublin had more compression nights than competitor cities and that's when occupancy is over 90%. And Dublin struggled to facilitate the demands on nights when the city was hosting big events. So what we look at then is what does that mean? So the the average hotel room rate um, for last year was similar to Amsterdam and Edinburgh and was not an outlier in its competitor set, despite the fact that we have a major problem with all these compression nights. But
0: basically, to paraphrase Garrett, and Garrett can jump in if you like and correct me, Uh, the Senator is saying that you're profiteering. You're opportunistically raising prices at weekends when you don't really have to. Tim.
1: Okay, so Ireland is not a low-cost economy. Our industry focuses on quality and exceeding customer expectations while providing the best value for money possible. So when we have, on the one hand, a very, very high cost of doing business, we have, on the other hand, a dynamic pricing model, which hotels and other industries like uh, airlines use as well, there has to be some kind of a a situation where there's a, a profit now, there's no apology for profit, and then when it comes to individual situations of individual nights where there is no availability, we hear time and time again um, about the rooms that don't exist and that are um, uh, priced a little bit higher than. Yeah, no well, there,
0: is that not fair enough? Am I like, really go, listening go, to go, a Finnegill senator cribbing about a business making a profit, Garrett?
2: No, no, not at all. Absolutely not. What are you like, talking about opportunity make, biz, uh, biz, biz, price raising? Business, businesses need to make a profit and and businesses uh, employ a lot of people. Uh, what are you talking about really then important. when you're cribbing about like, you uh, price can, raises? Well, you can't say... Well, Say how like any, anyone anyone would know hotel prices are different abroad than they are in Ireland. That's why we have people who go to concerts that are on in Dublin, but they choose to go abroad to go to the concert because it's actually cheaper. What like do if you, you mean? Look, so if you hang look on a second. What do you mean when, when you say well, if, uh,
0: hotel prices are different abroad? Are you saying they don't opportunistically rise uh, increase prices abroad in hotels? No, n- n-
2: not n- not to, not to the same extent as what happens, really? particularly in Dublin. So so if you if you go if you go to stay a night in Dublin this Friday night, for example, it. Uh, very well known hotel I won't name it in Dublin mm. uh, would be about 160 euros tonight On the uh, friday night of the taylor swift concert it's over 500 euros okay and now, where is would, your that's research over hotel over hotel
0: yeah. hang on where is your research to say that that doesn't happen in london or or hamburg or
2: paris well it's just cheaper it's like if you if you went for say the weekend of the Bruce Springsteen concert in Ireland if you went to the Bruce Springsteen concert in Italy and flew from Cork to Bergamo and stayed in Milan for the concert it's cheaper than actually staying in Dublin for the night for the concert. And and that's just the fact. Now, not many people do it, but it is actually cheaper Tim. to do that. So my point being no. is we want to support the sector. It's important we support the sector, mm-hmm. but we need, we need buy-in as well. And my worry is what happens with these hotels, and it is a small minority, it impacts on the reputation of the wider hotel uh, community across the country. Uh, and that's what needs to be changed. Tim, answer that.
1: OK, so let's just say that that in terms of the real figures, Dublin is consistently one of the highest or has the highest occupancy across Europe. The big challenge that we face in Dublin is that we have about 26,000 registered hotel bedrooms. Um, there are 80,000 people coming to concerts in Croke Park. There isn't enough hotel bedrooms in Ireland to cover that type of event. And that's the reality of it. So you go to London, there's 150,000 bedrooms. When they have 80,000 in uh, Wembley or someplace else, it, it, it doesn't impact on the city. So there's a a capacity issue and we're delighted and we do everything we possibly can to work with event organisers to do the best we can to provide capacity when it's required. You can't deny
0: there's a price issue as well in terms of Irish hotels. Seriously, Peter in Cork takes the program to say, oh my God, he says, the hospitality sector can't be serious. Hotel prices are through the roof and actually driving inflation. Give us a break, he says.
1: I, well, I guess that what we would always say to anybody uh, when they're planning to travel to any destination is to shop around, uh, look at the hotel's own websites and find the value that's out there. There is a lot of um, media hype around sometimes last available rates. And just think about it, they're the rates that are available when the city is But full. how do
0: you shop around, Tim, if the example that Garrett gave is correct, that a hotel room goes from €160 euro to €500 euro for a Taylor Swift concert? How do you shop around there?
1: My, my guess is that there will be very few rooms left at that price.
0: And so, it just so, don't so it's exist. okay to inflate so the price so, so that so much, is that it?
1: What we're saying is it's dynamic pricing. Unfortunately, there's a lot of attention paid to last available rates. And the, and the rea- reality is that when we look at the um, round and we look at the average uh, room rates for Dublin, we find that they compare favourably with, uh, their competitor sets right across Europe yeah, I've heard and dynamic pricing yeah. mm. I've heard mm. dynamic yeah. pricing
0: mentioned like, like, before hang hard- on hard- 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 very- a second I need to ask this question because I have heard in debates like this Tim uh, by hoteliers dynamic pricing that phrase mentioned before and it's a version of supply and demand but another version of it could be uh, that once you have them over a barrel you can ch- charge whatever you like
1: nobody has to stay in a hotel Nobody has to get on a, 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 an airline flight, but you will find that there's days when the airline, um, when the plane is busy, the price goes up. When the plane is empty, the price goes down. The same happens right across the world in our industry in all aspects of the, 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 those businesses that use dynamic pricing. And what the dynamic pricing does is, for those people who might be more price sensitive, it provides days and dates when the rates are less than the average And that's, you know, where the supply and demand uh, plays to the advantage of some consumers.
2: Gareth? Like, Cormac, I understand what he's saying about, what Tim is saying about dynamic uh, pricing. And I understand that the less rooms that are available, the higher the price could go. The problem where his argument doesn't stack up is literally when a concert is announced, the prices jump up. It's just it's it's the same with it's the same with, with, with airlines when there's when there's a flight to Paris for for a, a rugby match or something like that, the, the prices shoot up straight away. It's not done through dynamic things left. It's literally gone up two, threefold. Why don't you legislate against it, Why why don't you well, legislate? Well, to do that, okay. um, but what I'm saying is, we want to help these these businesses. We want to help, in particular, because through a difficult, sec- a difficult period but you know you need the sector to be straight up and say look there are hotels uh, who are fleecing people at certain okay. times well, uh, and that, uh, that needs to be addressed I, I know that a lot of them the have state.
0: told us that they are on their knees they're really trying to make ends meet uh, from month to month but we'll come back to this I'm sure Tim Fenn CEO of the Irish Hotels Federation and Gareth Ahran of the meet Mí with us